Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, rolling along. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. We'll do who you got in this hour. We'll make our official picks for the games this weekend and a whole lot more. But we must first bring in our beloved Christine Lisi, who just did a typical outstanding job with our Sports Center update. And I opened the show by mentioning, is, is Christine there? Do you hear me, Christine? Uh, Hi, Mike. Uh, yep. Hi. Uh, we opened the show by mentioning that you are rocking the Bills sweatshirt today. So we want to just take your temperature here. How you feeling heading into this monster showdown against what, what has been sort of the unbeatable foe, the white whale of your Bills mafia, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? I feel good. Uh, I will be terrified for three plus hours on Sunday night, but right now I feel good. And also, uh, if I can tell you something quickly, I was watching the Sabres game last night and Dominic Hoshik was a guest and he flew in from the Czech Republic to go to that game. And he said, we win this time. He said, it'll be different than two years ago. There was such a tight knit, yeah. like that Buffalo community is, is all of that. And again, Christine is as, as through and through, she knows infinitely more about hockey than anyone that you know. But, but let me stick with this. Give me the, how does the game go? Um, if, if you think we're going to win, and by we, I mean you are in the Bills. How? How does this game go, do, go down? I think Josh is going to have a great game. I think... Uh, I'm not sure how Steph's doing. I, I think he's, he's dealing with a foot injury right mm-hmm. now, but I think some of the young guys will come up big, like maybe uh, maybe our tight ends will come uh, have big games. James Cook, uh, defense has to be good, although we're banged up there as well. I just, I don't know, I feel good. It's at home. Again, I will be terrified for three, <laughs> three and a half hours on Sunday, but I feel, I feel good. The it's injury, at home. We haven't had them at home since October 2020. Mm-hmm. The injury report is scary. It's terrible. Nine, nine guys. That whole defense. I mean, mm-hmm. Graziano was there. He was saying that like it feel like they were carting someone off on every other play. Yes. There's six guys, Christine, right now oh, on six? their injury report, just on the defense that either didn't practice yesterday or were limited, and they're all big-time contributors. So that is a definite, def- definite issue in this game that I think I'd be worried about. The Taron Johnson and the, and the Bernard, like those really frightened me. They're it so was bad good. enough losing Matt Milano early in the season, but it's just we need those guys. And Christine, how would you describe for the fans around the country who don't understand it, the significance of this team to its fans. I've sort of learned a little bit about it over the last couple of months. Hembo and I did this essay on Josh Allen, and there's nothing I've ever done that blew up the way that <laughs> thing blew up. And these people have adopted me. I, the, the Bills Mafia loves me now, which is a very strange place for me to find myself as a Jet fan. There seems to be something unique about this fan base. Give me a sense of what this game and this team means this weekend, this game is immense. Um, I I just think because we've come so close, right? Like against the Giants in Super Bowl twenty five, and then like all the different heartbreak heartbreaks throughout the years. And I I was telling my husband last night, it's Buffalo is such a small market. I guess I, the best way to say it, like these guys live in. I don't I don't live in Buffalo. I'm I'm from only in New York, but um, they live in people's neighborhoods, right? Like it's. You, you see them, you help them. I saw somebody post a picture like this lady ran into Gabe Davis at a mall mm-hmm. and took a selfie with him. And I think uh, everything that we went through last year is like a collective region, like, you know, uh, from the, the mass shooting and, 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 the, and the winter and the storms and DeMar and everything. It just really, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's another team in another sport that like is so closely bonded with its fan base. 
I mean, I'm sure people will yell at me about it online. No, there's a Green Bay, there's a Green yeah. Bay similarity. Yes, there. yes, those, those are exactly. the two that jump immediately to mind. Um, and, and look, they've never won. Uh, the difference is that Green Bay wins the championship. It right. feels like every 15 minutes. Right. And the Bills fans have been waiting for it. I'm rooting for you, Christine. If there's one thing I'm doing for sure, I'm rooting for you. I love you, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> Christine Lisi is the best. Um, all right. So we've got that to work there. So we, we talk about the significance of them. But Hemba wanted to bring this up on the air today, and so we will, because I do think it's interesting. The Scoop. You may have seen, I hope you've seen, um, the news about us this week. It's nice to have some good news out there and people talking about ESPN in a nice way for a day yesterday, and that is that we broke every record you could possibly have. Practically every one of our shows broke records on Mondays for most viewers. Get Up did, First Take did, Pat McAfee show did, NFL Live I think had its second highest rated day ever. One of the sports centers in the afternoon had their highest rated day ever. I got a note here that the the podcast of this show had its most downloads in a 24-hour span since the day after the Aaron Rodgers injury when everyone wanted to hear what I would say about it. And and, and Hambo, I think you wanted to bring this up because you think it is noteworthy on the significance of the Cowboys. Right, because, I mean, what these ratings prove, I think beyond a reasonable doubt, is that there is, there is nothing that the, the median sports fan in this country is more fascinated by than the Cowboys, specifically the Cowboys losing. And so I, I guess I just have sort of a variety of, of thoughts why this dynamic is at play, because I'm sure that you, like me, see all sorts of well, why are you talking about the Cowboys so much criticism? But when we do things like this, when we major in the Cowboys, as we did on, on Monday, everyone watched, right? Everyone watched. So has your experience been that? Has this been sort of on par with your experience at ESPN for 25 years? Yes. Um, I don't want to say that we started it, but Mike and I certainly leaned into it as much as anybody ever has, and we did okay with it. Here's the bottom line. Going back to the 1970s, the Dallas Cowboys had more, more people were interested in them than any other team in the NFL. A large part of that is because, A, they were good. And so in a, in a time which you can't even comprehend, but when you could only watch one game at a time, you would watch your team play. So if you're me, you would watch the Jets play. And then in the other window... You would watch one other game. That other game was the Cowboys more often than it was everybody else put together. Why? A, because they were good. B, because they were America's team in so many ways. They had a coach who wore a a fedora who was... He represented so much about what football wanted to be and was. They had a quarterback who was in the Navy, quite literally a military figure, clean cut i mean as 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 american as apple pie was roger staubach and then they had the sexy element they had the cheerleaders when no other nfl team had ever thought of having cheerleaders they had cheerleaders on the sidelines they had these stars on their helmets they became celebrities in ways that very few nfl teams and players did tony dorsett roger staubach the two tall jones these became major 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 stars So people have grown up with that. People my age now have kids, like Bubba's father now has Bubba, who have inherited that. But at the same time, there were the kids in my neighborhood. You would you had your team, and then you hated the Cowboys. You hated the Cowboys for all those exact same reasons, and that was true everywhere. So the Cowboys have the biggest fan base 
and they have the biggest hater base. So the dirty little secret of broadcasting and everything else is that it is equally important for people to hate you as it is to like you. Mm. Most of the most significant radio careers in the history of the industry have come from that, have come from people loving you and hating you. Rush Limbaugh, Howard Stern, all that. Howard is not so much anymore, but there was a time when he was the most controversial person in the country, and tons of people hated him, but you had to listen because of that. And the Cowboys have that the whole idea of polarizing look there is a reason why the world wrestling foundation now known as the wwe has been one of the most successful endeavors in the history of sports or whatever is whatever tangential relationship to sports you want to say they have it's because they are able to create storylines they are reality television they have heroes and they have villains in the case of the cowboys they are both Mm. at the same time so everyone either loves them or hates them and thus watches them so everyone in the world watched the shows that next day Get up, set a previous high by a mile. First take, set a previous high by a mile. Pat McAfee set a high by a mile. These numbers were th- were astronomically higher than they usually are. So for all the people who might say, and I don't pay any attention to it, I appreciate. Look, if you if you were one of the many people who te- uh, tweeted me on Monday saying, Greedy, too much Cowboys, too much. I appreciate it. I do. Because it means you're watching. It means you care about what's on the show. But my response is, my job is to put the show on the air that the largest number of people want to see. It's not to have balance for no obvious reason. What are we actually talking about here? We're not covering the presidential election. Everybody else is going to start doing that pretty soon. But we're not. At ESPN, we're not covering the presidential election. I'm covering sports. So I'm talking about the team the most people care about. It's really not that complicated. How much of those numbers were driven by the result of the game? The fact that they lost? Lots. Well, first of all, why is that? Everything about our show, because it was so noteworthy. Like the last time we had a show like that, remember two years ago when they lost and they didn't get the ball snapped? They couldn't get the ball. We did, we went wall to wall that day too. We did two hours of nonstop Cowboys that day, and the rating was through the roof. Because. A, the Cowboy haters want to see it. They want to see Stephen A. laughing. They want to see all that stuff. They want to hear all the criticism. They want to hear who's going to get fired. And the fans, they want their pound of flesh, too. They want to know what the hell just happened. It was an incredibly dramatic finish. If they had won an incredibly dramatic fashion, it would have been also good. Maybe not as big, and we wouldn't have gone the entire show. So this is a team that's not done any high-level winning since 1995. It's not at all similar or equitable with the Red Sox and the Cubs' curses. But do you think that if the Cowboys won it all, like, would that in any way decrease the popularity? Would it in any way almost kind of ruin the, no. the sort of pain? It would not. No. It would not. You no. think they're made men, for lack of a better term. I don't term. think the reason people pay attention to the Cowboys is because they haven't won in a long time. It's because hmm. they are st- celebrities. They're stars. If Dak Prescott played on any other team in the NFL— he, people would talk about him 10% as much as they do. He's not a particularly noteworthy player. Mm. He's a good, not great quarterback who has very good games and some not so good. And if he wasn't the quarterback of the Cowboys, he would not, under any circumstances, be the most dissected player in the league. Flip that. If Trevor Lawrence was the quarterback of the Cowboys and playing exactly as he is playing— 
All anyone would be talking about is, why isn't he better? What's going on with Trevor Lawrence? He was supposed to be the best player of all time. He was supposed to be the next John Elway. Why isn't he? What is his flaw? What exactly is his weakness? Does he not process? Can he not do this? Is he too robotic? We we would be talking about him constantly. No one talks about Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence was the biggest star to come out of college since Tim Tebow. And no one said a word. And no one has said a word about him. Because he doesn't play for the Dallas Cowboys. He plays for the opposite of that. He plays for the team that has the least interest, the least glamour, the least all of those things. Their fans love them. I'm not questioning them. They're a good team. I'm stunned at how good they weren't this year. I thought the Jaguars would be a legitimate Super Bowl contender this year, and they fell apart, and I have my questions. But when they came back and beat the the, the Chargers last year in the playoffs, when they played a dumb game against Kansas City last year and had a chance to win, we didn't set viewership records by talking about it. People just care about the Cowboys. And the day that Dak Prescott retires, he'll have an enormous broadcast deal yeah. waiting for him, too. Well, look, they all become stars. Tony Romo is a star. Tony Romo had a good NFL career. Tony Romo had... If, if, if you were... There, there was something... On, because you and I have been working together on our books. I noticed you go to some website... That when you call up a player, it shows you like comparable players. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Am I? Am I? Yes, am that's I thinking right. of that. Mm-hmm. What does it say are the comparable players career-wise to Tony Romo? Uh, Steve McNair is the one who's closest. Is that the only one? Is this one name that they put on there? They also have Joe Namath in his case. It looks like. But okay, I'm not exactly sure why. Well, so Namath <laughs> is another. He's another bad example, or maybe he's a good example of someone who became incredibly famous for having a good not incredible even I have to acknowledge he didn't have a career like you know Terry Bradshaw and Roger Staubach and Tom Brady Mm -hmm. but he became so famous for this one game and this one guarantee that it just became disproportionately significant and now he's the guy handing out the Super Bowl trophy you know at the at the end of the Super Bowl every year yeah I mean Romo went two and four in his playoff career yeah but because he's the quarterback of the Cowboys, we talk, we talk about him constantly. Go, I, mean, I think Mark Sanchez had a better playoff record than he did in the same exact era. Mark Sanchez won four road playoff games in his career as a starter. That's he, right. He should be four and two. He's four and two. In the playoffs. So these things aren't that complicated. There, there are franchises like that. The New York Yankees forever were like that. Baseball has changed a lot. But that's who the Yankees were. That's who the Cowboys are. The Cowboys are who the Yankees used to be. It's as simple as that. All right, we'll dive into the games this weekend, but right now, to everybody's favorite, and we got one right yesterday, and we loved it as we continue live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Let's hear today's trivia. There are 34 quarterbacks in NFL history that have started at least 10 playoff games, but only one of those 34 has averaged 300 yards passing in those games. Who is that quarterback? Oh, that's a good question. The answer is next on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance in 30 seconds. The answer to today's trivia question, who you got is still on the way. But first, this from Vivid Seats. Check off that New Year's bucket list with tickets from Vivid Seats, your home for every tackle, slap shot, and slam dunk. Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. With Vivid Seats rewards, you earn with every purchase from tip-off to final buzzer, Vivid Seats has a great selection and great prices on all the 2024 games that matter to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Wow, okay, and how are your trivia skills? This is Sneaky Hembo Trivia. Regular sneaky or extra sneaky? Hembo, go. There are 34 quarterbacks in the history of the NFL that have started at least 10 games in the playoffs, but only one of those 34 quarterbacks has averaged 300 yards passing in those games, who is that quarterback? All right, so I, I think I have one I really like. I'm a little worried that he didn't start 10 games, but I think he did. So I've got mine written down. Let's hear uh, from Bubba and Cam first off. Bubba, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go – I don't really have a great guess here. I'm going to go Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly. I'm going kind of. I'm thinking the the Dak. Thinking of this most recent game where they were there a lot, but then also Dak put up a lot of bad numbers. So I'm thinking, uh-huh. you know, Jim was there four Super Bowls they lost, and I'm thinking they put up a lot of numbers. Could be. There's one vote for Jim Kelly. Cam. I feel really good about mine. I'm going with Kurt Warner. Oh, okay. That's mine too. He's got a lot of big games in the playoffs, so, and he went to three Super Bowls. I'm showing Hembo that I had written the word Warner down on my piece of paper as well. 
So I also have Warner, so that's two Warners. What do the guys over here say? Jack is saying Drew Brees, and Brandon is saying Brett Favre. Okay, so we got a Favre, we got a Brees, we got a Kelly, and we got two Kurt Warners, and the the answer is? The correct answer is Kurt Warner. Yes! Yeah, Greeny! Greedy is white hot. I am red. I am smoking. I'm going to go buy a, uh, a, a lottery, lottery ticket. ticket. Neti pot? That's it. I'm going to go buy a neti pot. No, I can't. I can't buy a neti pot. I'm not old enough. But I can buy a lottery ticket. Uh, that is spectacular. Nice. All right, Cam, you and me. Yeah, big one, Greeny. There wow. we go. Was that the other name that Jack had written down? So Jack, I'm told, wrote two names yes. down but uh, chose one. Mm-hmm. And Drew Brees, by the way, Jack, ranks second at 298 yards per game. Wow. wow. All right, I, uh, close but no cigar there, young Jack. All right, how do we do here, Cam? Give me some numbers. Bubba is now six and five. You and I are six and six, Greeny. Uh, Brandon's two and six. Jack's zero oh and five. Uh, I think if he gets to what six or seven, he's just not. Oh and to seven, guess he gets skunked. Yeah, he's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dominique is zero oh and one. All right, there you have it. That's trivia is becoming rapidly becoming one of my favorite things that we do over here. Particularly the more I get it right. <laughs> uh, Greedy presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits in one of the country's top workplaces. Come join their growing team. Go to progressive.com/careers and apply online today. I have only one question. All right, we got some one questions for me here. Looking ahead to the divisional round, Hembo, go. Let's start with the game in Baltimore. What is your bigger concern of these two concerns? C.J. Stroud's inexperience or the Ravens' layoff? What is a bigger concern to you? Between those two, I'll say the Ravens' layoff. I will say, generally, I'm not that concerned about either of them. I'm definitely not at all concerned about C.J. Stroud's inexperience. I gave you the numbers earlier. For whatever the Rose Bowl is worth two years ago when it was not part of the playoff, He had one of the great games of all time against Utah. Last year against Georgia, against what was essentially an NFL defense, one of the great defenses in college football history, he lit it up playing for Ohio State. He was tremendous last week. He's shown ridiculous poise all year. I'm not worried about that at all. I'm not that worried about the Ravens either, but I will say they were the kind of hot that you don't want to pause. They, they were coming off back-to-back weeks where they beat up on San Francisco, which made them the best team in the NFL, then beat up on Miami, which just solidified how dominant they were. They weren't just the best. They were head and shoulders above everybody else. And then they basically had to sit and rest three weeks. So between those two, I'll say I'm more concerned about the Ravens than I am about C.J. Stratt. I have only one question. Which version of the Packers' defense do you think we are likeliest to see against San Francisco? Um, not, not the version we saw last week. No. I think the ultimate indictment on Mike McCarthy, the number one reason I was on the side of we need a coaching change in Dallas is because that game, they coached so miserably. That Green Bay defense is not good. It is a below-average NFL defense. It's below, somewhere between below average and flat out bad on the defensive side of the ball. For the Cowboys to look as completely inept, to throw two interceptions, one of them a pick six, one of them deep in their own territory, that completely turn, candidly take them out of the game was inexcusable. So this is a, San Francisco's offense is better than Dallas's, and I think Green Bay is going to come crash landing back to earth from a defensive standpoint. Now, I think Green Bay will play well offensively. I think Love will play well. I think this will be a game. I think San Francisco wins. I don't think they win 
I don't think they went as easily. Excuse me. I don't think they went as easily as Green Bay won in Dallas last week. Right now, if you had to pick it, and we'll do this later, but do you feel good about nine and a half points? It's a big number. Yeah, I think I do. I, I think in the end, I would give it. Okay. I, I think this is a game into the third quarter, and then like I just think San Francisco has too much to throw at that Green Bay defense. And Love, as good and as poised as he's been, you put him down two scores, and now he's got to panic a little, and now he gets hit from behind, or one of those throws off his back foot gets picked. I could see San Francisco winning. This is going to sound like an oxymoron. I could see San Francisco winning a close 16-point game. Like, some 16-point games are wipeouts. Some 16-point games are close. I could see them winning a close 16-point game. I have only one question. Really, whose reclamation has been more unlikely, Baker Mayfield or Jared Goff? That's a really good question. I'm going to say, well, I'm going to say Mayfield's. Um, well, look, Goff, I think, was starting from a higher place. Baker Mayfield, the, the history of Baker Mayfield in Cleveland was really not, I don't think, ever fully appropriately written, which is to say... Baker had a very good rookie year. Their second year, they brought in a head coach whose name escapes me. Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens. And it was just, it was just a, it was a festival of awful coaching. Like, no, no quarterback was going to rise above that. And then they bring in Stefanski. And in his third year, Baker Mayfield played really well. And that team won a playoff game. And they seemed to be on an upward trajectory. And he seemed to be on an upward trajectory. He was probably never going to live up to the notion of being the first pick in the draft, picked ahead of Josh Allen, picked ahead of Lamar Jackson. But those things aren't his fault. He was on his way, I thought, to being a good player, a good NFL quarterback. And then he got hurt. He got smashed to bits early in that following season. And he did what football players are supposed to do. He played hurt. If he had just shut it down, which he probably should have with those injuries early that year, then none of the Baker criticism would have ever happened. But instead, he went out there and tried to play through it. And he was greatly hampered, and everything with Odell and the dad and everything went sideways. And the next thing you know, they're begging Deshaun Watson financially and otherwise to come, and he's just cast off to the wind. And L.A., that was no place for him. Carolina, that was no place for anybody. He lands in Tampa. He's been really good. He has elevated what was a... Most people, I think, thought that was going to be the worst team in the league. Here they are in the second round of the playoffs. So I'd say that's probably a a greater story. What was the specific word you used? Bigger surprise? Reclamation. But which which am I more surprised by? Yes. I think think that the... More unlikely. I I think that the, the Baker story is the greater reclamation. The Goff never really went anywhere. He wasn't terrible in L.A., and he was never terrible in mm-hmm. Detroit. I think that's right. I mean, this was a team least likely to win the NFC South. They had worse odds than the team that wound up with the worst record in the whole league. Right. This is pretty unlikely. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and, and both he and Goff, number one overall picks. It's a fascinating game. Fascinating chips on the shoulder. I really have no idea what to make of that game. I like Baker. I like Todd Bowles. I like Tampa. But I'm rooting for the Lions. I'm rooting for those fans. I'd like to see them. I'd like to see them get this moment, like get get this shot at the NFC Championship game. If they win this week, then they're playing with house money. If Agreed. they lose this mm-hmm. week, then a lot of the good they did this year, you still leave the bad taste. Unless they get a home game in the in the conference title game. Yeah, uh, sure. If if they wind up playing Green Bay again, a rematch of the game they lost on Thanksgiving. Greeny Hembo here with the one question. I have only one question. 
I'm going to make you give me the most important player on the field in the Chiefs-Bills game, and you can't say a quarterback. Well, so the easy answer would be James Cook, but I'm not going to give you that. I'm going to say the most important player on the field is someone like Rasheed Rice. Does one of the Kansas City receivers have a huge day? Buffalo's defense is ripe for the picking. Maybe it's Pacheco. I mean, look, Buffalo's banged up at every level on the defense, right? They're banged up at linebacker. They're banged up in the secondary. Everywhere. I don't know if they're more susceptible to being run on or being thrown on. I guess there's nothing worse than being run on. So if the Bills are going to win this game, their defense is going to have to play well. It's not going to have to pitch a shutout. I think Allen will play well. I think the Bills will score points. But Kansas City's defense is good. I don't think you go into this game if you're Buffalo counting on scoring 30. Mm -mm. I think you're counting on winning by scoring like 23. And if you do that, you're going to have to limit Kansas City. And and to do that, you need, I'm going to say you need not to get run on. So, So maybe the most important players, and this is something that I'm getting from Mike Tannenbaum, who has been all over this all year, are those Kansas City offensive tackles mm. handling the crowd noise, not getting a ton of penalties of the most penalized players in the league, and and creating a running game for the Chiefs. If they have that, I think that's Kansas City's path to a win. Yeah, Jawan Taylor is the Chiefs' right tackle. 21 penalties this season, including the playoffs, which made him the most penalized player in the NFL. Could definitely be a factor. He'll be blocking Gregory Rousseau, a really good edge rusher. That's definitely a matchup to circle. Yeah, I like I, that one. I, I think that's it. And then on the other side, Cook is obvious. I mean, it's, it's much too obvious to say, Alan, who on that defense? Is it, is, it, is it Ed Oliver who's been getting all the pass rush and all that stuff for them? Their front four is going to need to be great. But here's the thing about this game. I think it's a fascinating subplot. Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen were the two best quarterbacks in the whole league this year at avoiding sacks. The two best. This is not going to be a pass rush game. This is going to be a game about who can cover. And I have a lot more confidence in the Chiefs right now, given the constitution of their roster. Who do you like in that game? I haven't I, even asked you all week. I like Kansas City. I flipped on this. I think, I think two and a half points. This, this number should probably be closer to a pick for me. But given the injuries on the Bills' defense, and given the fact that the best unit on the field is going to be the Chiefs' defense, I, I, can't, spot Pat, I can't spot Josh Allen two and a half points in this game. Is the Chiefs' defense... The best unit on the field? Yes. this, this is Better a, than Buffalo's offense? Yes. The, the over-under in this game is 45.5. You're 100% right. Like, it's going to be the team that gets to 25 points that wins this game. It was 20-17 to 17 when they played in Kansas City. But the Chiefs are a lot better now than they were then. So are the Bills. That was when the Bills were 6-6. The Bills' six defense is not better now than it was then. No, their offense Their is offense better. is more balanced, at the least. The defense is all hurt. We're talking... This is, a, this is a classic. This is an instant classic coin flip game. You can... You can convince yourself that almost any little thing is going to wind up being the difference. It has that potential. Greeny and Hambo. I have only one question. Are there any more one questions? Those are my questions. Oh, that was it. Those but let me ask you one, one more because I do have one more. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to throw the Chiefs and the Bills out of this because the number's two and a half. Every other game is at least a six and a half point spread in favor of the home team. I'm going to tell you right now that one of those three home teams is going to lose. Detroit, San Francisco, or Baltimore. Which is the likeliest to be upset this weekend. It's not San Francisco. I think San Francisco is the least likely. So, in order of confidence this weekend, just winning the game outright, number one for you is San Francisco. Yeah. Number two is probably probably Baltimore. 
You feel better about Baltimore than Detroit. I, do. I mean, they're just a better team, right? They're just better. I mean, Houston has had a really good run. The quarterback has been really good. They're not as good as Baltimore. What, what, they're just not. What was your um, ESPN bet boost again? Remind me. So the boost that we have, it's on ESPN bet right now. You can download the ESPN bet app. The boost is now plus money if you're willing to give 10 with the Ravens. So the line we have on ESPN bet is Baltimore minus 10. If you bet that through the seeing green boost, you will get plus 110 odds on that if you're willing to give the price. I think that is an absolutely outstanding value if you're looking to play that. These are teams in a totally different class. So I'm just going to use their regular season scoring margins, even though the last game of the season Baltimore wasn't trying to win. But the Ravens were 179 points better. 179 points clear of Houston. FPI, which is our internal metric that takes into account all these things, favors the Ravens by 13 points. If you're getting getting plus money on the Ravens at 10, I'm not saying this because it's your boost. I'm saying this because I'm going to play it and make money too. I really like that play, to be honest with you. I get excited when my boosts hit. If, if you're interested in playing it again, it's called Seeing Green, and it's easy to find there. It's right next to the picture of me. On the, <laughs> <laughs> on the, Can't on miss the, it. On the ESPN bet, uh, app. On the ESPN bet app. Patrick Mahomes is playing a Buffalo team that's won six straight. Mahomes is 7-1 and one as a starter against teams that entered on a five-game win streak or longer, including winning five straight. His five-game win streak is tied for the third longest streak by a starting quarterback since 1950. Two of those seven wins have been against Buffalo in the postseason. Here's why I think that game is so fascinating. We can talk about, I, I think I used the term immortal to describe what Josh Allen could do, and, and I see people are disagreeing with me. I didn't explain what I meant well. Obviously, winning this game doesn't make Josh Allen an immortal. What I mean is that winning this game gives him a chance to start becoming that. Like, Josh Allen at this moment is merely a very good player. Like, if if Josh Allen's career ended today or never really went any further than it's been, you'd say, yeah, remember that guy? He put up a lot of numbers. You made a really good comparison to him the other day. And uh, did you compare him to Philip Rivers? I did. Yeah. Yeah, yesterday we talked about that. Philip Rivers is a guy who put up a lot of big numbers, won a bunch of games, never really won any of the big ones. We mostly didn't feel like it was his fault, but even so, he's not remembered the way Brady is and the way Manning is and the way Roethlisberger is from their era. And that's what Allen is. So when I say immortal, I believe Allen is good enough to become that. I think he's good enough to rise above that and become a guy who wins two Super Bowls, who winds up playing Mahomes in the playoffs five times and one wins three and the other wins two, who winds up being having the greater career than Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson, who are the other two players of this generation who seem to be who seemed as though they would fit that bill. And candidly, both have accomplished more than he has to this point. Lamar is a two-time MVP. I'm already giving him this year's. Burrow has been in a Super Bowl. He's beaten Mahomes on the road. He's beaten Allen on the road. He's won more playoff games. So as of this moment, Allen is merely a good player. I think he has a chance to become much better than that. And I think this game is critical to his chances of achieving that. When it comes to this game specifically, do you think that Josh Allen, do you think the Bills win or could win because he goes nuclear or because he doesn't have to? Uh, Both. I think them needing him to go nuclear is probably not great, Mm -hmm. but he can. I think this is a game that he runs it. I think this is a game for him running a lot. I think that's, you got to, 
create, you gotta, you gotta show them a dimension that no team likes. No team wants to play against another quarterback who's running it like crazy. Mm -hmm. And this is the time to hold nothing back. This is the biggest game in its own way of, of Josh Allen's career. This is the biggest game of this iteration of Bill's history. This is the time. If you're going to run, if, if Josh Allen could have 10, 12 carries this week, half of them designed runs, I'm 100% fine with that. We'll do who you got next on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with Mike Greenberg. So I go to the CVS. I find the neti pot. You know, I scan the thing, and it says, age restriction. Someone is coming to help you. So now the woman comes over, and she says, I need to see your ID, please. And I said, I don't have my ID. And she said, then you can't buy that neti pot. So I took off my hat, and I took everything off, and I showed her. I said, I don't know how old you have to be to buy a neti pot, but just look at me. What are the chances I'm not old enough? Like, there's nothing on planet Earth I'm not old enough to buy right now. I am 56 years old. This is Greeny. We haven't quite gotten past the whole neti pot controversy of the other day, but we're working on getting through that. In the meantime, who you got is coming up in a moment, but first we have breaking news, and quite candidly, it's all just terrible. We'll call it the scoop. The scoop. So Elena Getzenberg covers the um, Buffalo Bills for us at ESPN. And she just tweeted that Bills coach Sean McDermott said on WGR 550 radio that Taylor Rapp, who's a safety, Gabe Davis, who's a receiver, Christian Benford, who's one of their corners, and Balen Specter, a linebacker, are all out against Kansas City. So, I mean, they, they are dropping like flies. As Graziano said, it felt like they were carting someone off the field every other play. That is a terrifying scenario if you're a fan of the Bills. Their defense is depleted. And I think if there's any coach in the NFL that is prepared to take advantage of, of those issues, it's obviously Andy Reid. It's obviously Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes in the middle of the field, like I told you earlier. Patrick Mahomes was the second best quarterback in the whole league this year at avoiding sacks. It is going to be a coverage game. This is going to wind up playing a big factor in why I think the Chiefs will win the game outright. Yeah, it's a terrible break for the, um, for, for the Bills. It's also worth pointing out Gabe Davis, 
who is sort of an up and down player, um, but he caught four touchdowns. When can the be a monster mm-hmm. in that legendary game a couple of years ago. So terrible again. McDermott says Rap Davis. Benford and Spectre all out for the Bills against the Chiefs. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right. I'll say it. Who you got? All right. Who you got means Bubba's got questions. Let's do it, big fella. All right. Who you got brought to you by Granger. And first, we have to uh, deal with some controversy here because we, we are in through week one of the playoff picks. And officially, well, first, I'd have to present you, Greeny. We have the ESPN Radio regular season pick em loser trophy. We, we earned this. So, great <laughs> so job. we last this year? Um, yep, yeah, we were we officially were last. last. It's engraved and everything. So, we got that's one positive for us. Secondly, I was not here on Monday, so we made the five picks prior last Friday when I was here. I was not here Monday. Cam was in charge of things Monday. He submitted the pick. All I know is I, I came in here and it says we're three and three. You guys claim we're four and two. I don't know what happened, so I'll let Cam take the rest. So of what it. are we, Cam? <laughs> uh, well, officially we are three and three. I, I'll take this one. I had thought that Greeny had said. He thought the Eagles were going to win cover, and Hembo disagreed. So I went with Greeny's pick, even though you know I guess that wasn't the official pick. So Hembo's four and two, but but as a show staff, due to my error, we are three. So and let's three. just let's just analyze what happened here. I turned the pick responsibility over to Hembo. Hembo is four and two, and somehow the show is three and three. <laughs> yeah, somehow we lost the game. Of a I thought you error? might want to you know pick one of the games, Here's so I gave I you think. that one. I think I think what you need to do uh, is for the rest of the day, Cam, you need to have your fly 30% down. Mm. Sweet. I think that's the punishment. Fly bros, me and bubs. That you should get. Okay, All let's right. do the quiz. Well, let's let's see what we can do here. Texans at Ravens tomorrow on ABC, ESPN, ESPN Plus. It's Baltimore minus 9.5. Who you got here? I'm playing the Ravens minus 9.5. They're a team in a totally different class. FPI says Ravens minus 13. I think the differential between the two there is all you need to know. Take the Ravens, and I think 9.5 is a number that's too small for the Texans to cover. And all right, sounds like you, Texans is the pick. I will, <laughs> no, I'll remind you that I have my boost. It's called Seeing Green on the ESPN Bet app. If you're willing to give 10 points with the Ravens, you get plus 110 on Baltimore. Bubba, next. Yeah, the other game on Saturday, Packers at 49ers. San Francisco also minus 9.5. Who you got? Green, I like, I like San Francisco in this game. I think I'm going to play the minus 9.5. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is 8-3-1, and one, covering the number in his playoff career. 4-0 at home. I think he's the guy that can deploy the weapons against Green Bay's terrible middle-of-the-field defense, unlike Mike McCarthy. This, I don't think, will be a blowout, but I'm with you. I think it could be one of those you know, 16, 17-point results. The 49ers run away and hide in the first right. quarter. If there's such a thing as a close 16-point game, that's what this is going to be. I'm with you. We're giving the points. Bubba. All right, to Sunday, Bucks at Lions. Detroit, minus 6.5. Who you got? I like Tampa, plus the 6.5. It's, it's too many points. The Lions' defense is probably the worst unit on the field in this game, and I think we'll keep Tampa in it. I like Detroit to win the game outright, but their secondary is too leaky against a Buccaneers offense in which Baker Mayfield has proven he can create big plays down the field with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, who I'm playing Tampa plus the six and a half. We'll take the points. Bubba, one more. Last one, Chiefs at Bills, and this one, Buffalo minus two and a half. Who you got? I'm playing the Chiefs plus the two and a half. I think their defense is the best unit on the field in this game. All the injuries to the Buffalo defense is very concerning of mine. Plus, you're spotting Andy Reid two days when it comes to the rest advantage, which I don't think is nothing, and they got Patrick Mahomes. This is a 55-45 kind of game in either way, but I'm playing Kansas City plus two What and does FPI say? FPI says uh, the Bills are a two-and-a-half-point favorite just like Vegas does. The exact same number. Right, so the, the, we're going with Hembo's picks. I, I, I finished last on the season, so I'm letting Hembo make the picks. He went 4-2 and two last week, only Cam's 
inability to report accurately report our picks cost us from being... it was basically the same issue that the lions had with the officials in the cowboys game like i reported the wrong thing even though hembo reported as eligible yeah. it's a whole and mess you guys practiced it and we lost the show the, yeah too. we lost the game because of it it was in the google doc so you know it's terrible okay who you got brought to you by granger <laughs> with supplies and solutions for every industry granger has the right product for you call clickranger.com or just stop by monday was national bagel day who you got as your go-to bagel order all right so let me make one thing perfectly clear if you are eating a bagel and it has blueberries in it if it has if it is colored like a rainbow you're not eating a bagel you're eating some nonsense that someone thought up to try and make kids eat it that's not a bagel a bagel is a plain a poppy maybe a sesame that's about it you don't do any sweet with bagel right Hell to the no. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. A- absolutely not. The bagel's got to have a little soul. Now, it depends. You're going to get a schmear. You want to get a lox. You can do a lot of different things with that. You can get the, the, but, but so to me, I mean, a bagel, your, your standard bagel is just a freaking plain bagel that you pick up in the, in the bodega. You get it toasted with the schmear and the coffee regular. And that's how I walked to high school every single day of my life. So a bagel is a bagel. It's exactly that. It's a bagel with a schmear. It doesn't need to be explained any further. If it does, you're not actually eating a bagel. <laughs> Bubba, next. All right. Thinking of, uh, speaking of things we all love, tomorrow is National Cheese Lovers Day. Mm. So who you got as your favorite cheese? I'm, I'm not even leaving the house if it's National Cheese Lovers Day because it's going to smell so bad. I, I am not a fan of cheese. I, I find cheese to have, an, generally speaking, to have an odor I don't care for. You're not a fan of cheese? No, I'm not. I, I, the only cheeses I like, I, don't, I like mozzarella because it has no odor at all, so I like pizza. But you, you start... If you shave some Parmesan on something, I'm not eating it. Hmm. Oh, my God. It smells like the inside of a shoe. If you, if you had to pick between a hard cheese and a soft cheese, who would you choose? Is death an option? I mean, do they, they're they really smelly kind, like the breeze and the blue cheeses and the... Very pungent. Disgusting. I like that smell. It smells like death. Do you like the smell of death? Yeah, I guess so, because I love blue cheese. I love pepper jack. Brie is excellent. If they cook it, if, 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 if they put... If you order a sandwich, like even Swiss cheese, mm-hmm. and you and you start warming it up, the room smell. Yeah. I hate to say this, it smells like it, someone has been sick. It, in it. The atmospherics in the room do change. You like that smell? I do, I do. But I also love the smell of gasoline and a variety of other oh, things. Well, gasoline, that no one likes. gas that, smells incredible. Everyone loves the smell of gas. Really? That's the best. Are you a gas smelling guy? I love it. Every, I mean, that's a common thing. Greeny, do you like smelling gas? We are mercifully done with the show. Uh, Bubba, get rid of that guy behind you. He's been throwing me off all day. We'll see you Monday. ESPN. We're going to get some new jeans. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast.